Ladies and fellas, women and men, gather round, gather round. The Torchy Andretti Show is about to begin. It is I, your host with the most, the one, the only. It's your boy Torch. How's everybody feeling today? How's everybody feeling today? Everybody good? You good? Remember, it ain't on you. It's in you. Listen, 2020 was hella disrespectful. Like ridiculously disrespectful, unconstitutionally wrong, wicked, and toxic in the worst ways. But like, am I tripping to think 2021 is acting just like his damn daddy? Right? I mean, like, you your daddy's son, Lil Junior, (laughs) big 2020 and Lil Junior. But yeah, man, 2021 is no innocent child. Things started off crazy at the Capitol. And in case you don't believe me, let's just take a look back because 2021 has been no innocent child. Things started off crazy at the Capitol. Nobody really saw the Democrats ended up holding the control in the Senate. Elon Musk passed Jeff Bezos as the richest man in the world. And I'm still the poorest. Dr. Dre had an aneurysm. Originally, I was going to make a joke about Azalea Banks, but you know what? I'm good. She did whatever she did with that cat, and that ain't none of our business. Trump faced his second impeachment trial. Trump also received his second impeachment trial acquittal. People show loved ones on Valentine's Day that look really different than the loved ones on Christmas Day. Really different. Something about the faces. I don't know. The face is not matching for me. Nobody has grown any wings from the vaccine yet, but there have been a handful of unfortunate cases. And the latest catastrophe happened out here in Texas. How the hell do I end up at this age where I found myself in a damn snowstorm? You know, like, why was my Black Activities bingo card printing like this? Where the jet skis, the yacht party, oxtail eating contest, you feel me? Like things that I know I'm good at or things that I would be interested in being good at because I know somebody got that on their bingo cards. I know somebody out here right now, they just left the yacht and jumped onto the jet ski to go to the oxtail eating contest. Come on, man. I'm getting hold out here. I'm getting cheated. It ain't right. It ain't right. They out there living and I'm over here turning into a damn nutty buddy popsicle. Now, originally, I was going to come in here with the V-Day talk drop a few gems and slide, but I'm good off of that. Yeah, I'm not really in the mood for that. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I be in the mood for some stuff. Sometimes I don't. I damn sure ain't in the mood right now. It's way too cold to be trying to help y'all. Somebody need to be trying to help me. Send help. Help. But you know what? You know what? I, 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 
I'm for the people and I'm for love. So here's some A1 quality post winter storm late V-Day tips from your boy Torch. A 10 second prediction for your dome tops. Here you are. You ready? Y'all ready? Here it is. <clears throat> the reason you single on V-Day. Now listen to me now. Listen to me and listen really good. Cut the music. The reason you single on Valentine's Day again is because you either ugly or you stank. Or you ugly and you stank. That's it. It's really that simple, big dog. It's really that simple. No way about it. Hey, 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 hey. Chill with the crime. Chill with the crime. Don't get, hey, don't take it out on me now. Don't take it out on me. Because for what it's worth, I'm sorry. If nobody else will say it, I will, beloved. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, sweetheart, I'd love to lie to you. But I promise you, sending a what would you rate me one through ten text to all two of your friends is not going to play out the way you think it will, sis. I'm just keeping it a buck with you, big fella. Now, all hope ain't dead. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All hope ain't dead. See, I'm giving you gems here, so you got to pay attention. I hope y'all got y'all pens and pads out. You know what I'm saying? All hope is not dead. Hang in there because you can either do one or two things. <laughs> Look at that. I'm, I gave you a problem and I'm going to give you the solutions to it. You can either do one or two things. For one, you could just get yourself some money. Now, you still going to be ugly. Let me be very clear. Let me be very clear. You're for sure still going to be <laughs> going to be ugly. <laughs> but being stank is curable here. You got a little dough, so your dental insurance is paid now. You don't have to just have gingivitis and stank breath. You feel me? You feel me? Even the expensive all-natural deodorant is only $10. Come on now. Come on now. You making more than that? You can afford like 10 deodorants. Look at that. <laughs> huh? Huh? Who, who did that? I did. And they be selling the little back brushes and Ross for like $4.99 on a good day. I mean, that's a sizable come up from where you were. Being stank is no longer creating issues in your life. Good hygiene is a must. Not a musk. Or not a musty, but a must. Stick with your boy, man. I'm going to take you places. I'm going to take you places. All I'm here for is to elevate your life. I'm giving out free game for an hour. Look at that. Now, the second option. The second option is relatively simple. It's very simple. Cost effective. Won't cost you a thing. Now, nah, see, I know y'all leaning in now. Y'all so cheap. Y'all so cheap. Because I am I leaned in too. And I'm the one talking. I'm like, oh, he, he said free. Ooh, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> People love something for free. They really think they're going to change their life when the other thing on the other side of the door is free. I mean, hey, whatever, man. The second option. You can just mind your business and enjoy the day after discounted Valentine's Day candy like everybody else. You ain't got to be mad or jealous or confused about why not me? 
Why not me? Snap out of it, fool. Remember, buy one, get five free candy is going to sell out real quick. Y'all ever went to the store today after Valentine's Day? It's like they can't sell it cheap enough. They go from the Reese's Hearts to the Reese's Easter Eggs hella fast. So anything not in season don't need to be on the shelves. And I guess that's how we get all these crazy discounts. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> and that's free game. You feel me? That's real free game for you. Now, what you do with that? That's your own business. If you're going to mope and you're going to be down about it, just remember, you was born this way. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You weren't born this way. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. You just developed into what you developed into. But there's always hope. And I need y'all to know that. If you don't believe, who else will? I mean, look at your resume. I don't believe it. So you got to believe. You got to convince me. Now you take that. You lift your chin up. You get on out there. And you do your best that you can do next year. And we'll be here for another pep talk. So yeah, it's cold, cold. 16 degrees outside, cold. No power, 45 degrees indoors, cold. Now, I'm sure some of y'all listening are from the regions where it gets, you know, sub 20 on the regular. Hey, man, what you want, a cookie or something? <laughs> like, like, what do you get out of this? We're not in high school anymore. It's a I'm tougher award. Look, if you want to be here in the freezing cold, hey, you got it, OG. You got it. That's all you. But please, can you turn the heat on before you go? And close the door quickly. You letting all that do in. Shoot. I enjoy cold like the next man. I'm king sweatpants, you dig? Brooks even got me the little furry hat with the ear flaps on it to add a little spice to the chili. But when it gets brick or worse, and if you ain't from someone cold, you don't even know what the word brick means. Bless your heart. But whenever it do gets brick, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Your boy would rather keep it tropical. You feel me? I'd rather keep it tropical. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about as it pertains to the weather, not too long ago, on February 15th, Monday morning at about 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m., uh, I lost all power in my crib due to the latest winter storm. Now, I'm in Houston, Texas, for those who aren't aware or just tuning in for the first time. Shout out to y'all. Hopefully, y'all come back for another one. But I'm from the crib, Miami, 305, Dade County. We don't do snow. No, 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 no. We don't do snow. Not that kind of snow. Not that kind of snow that was all throughout Texas. Hell no. We might get the, you know, hold your hand out. You got a few little flakes here. That happens, what, every eight years or so. Everybody gets outside, puts on the Ugg boots and parkas and all that stuff just to hold their hand out so they can hold a few pieces of ice. That's the snow that we get in Florida, if we get it. This what y'all got out here? Come on, man. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? Who raised you? So, yeah, I'm in Houston. Now, other parts of Texas were hit, if I'm not mistaken, the Wednesday or Thursday before my snow end. And man, oh man, I, I hope all the people out there in the streets, houses, apartments, safe spaces, wherever, I hope you're all okay. 
especially with the storm now gone. And I hope people receive all the help and all the assistance they need to rebound or unfortunately start anew because this was terrible. Like, this was legit terrible. Now that I have power and can check on things, I'm seeing people were sleeping in cars with their kids, people using blankets to plug holes in the ceiling so more snow doesn't get in, stores being gutted, people barely getting by, and of course, the worst possible outcome, death. As of Wednesday, February 17th, there were more than 3 million residents without electricity or water, or both. Now, I can only fully tell my situation, so here it is. The power cut off at 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m. Not sure which. Point is, it was early as hell. As soon as it went off, I just knew it was about to be hell. Now, my crib at the moment was pretty warm, so that also helped me out a little bit. But as soon as I woke up to that power click, I shook my head and took my ass back to bed. (laughs) Hey, man, because at at this point, it ain't nothing I can do about it. What I'm going to do at 2.30 in the morning, you hit a power click, man, go to sleep. Pretend it didn't happen. That's what I was thinking. Pretend it didn't happen. Maybe you wake up, power be back on. You know, it is what it is. So, yeah, I already said the crib was cozy. I figured we may lose power. So I also had all the candles on deck, all the batteries. You got to remember now, I'm a Florida boy. Hurricane season is really the best natural disaster training you will ever need in your life. I mean, ever. It works for zombie apocalypse. It works for winter snows hurricanes baby mama's trying to stall you out wait until you come out the crib if you got resources inside you don't ever got to come outside to deal with her so yeah i had all the training i would ever need which is another point i'm starting to realize texans are really unfamiliar with these type of weather disasters that's been really happening you know the flooding or the random snowstorm at least that's what it seems like this time and on top of the state screwing its citizens over for a little extra change, I'm, I can't even lie. I'm always surprised to see tons of people trying to prepare the day before an impact. Now, maybe I took for granted how many hurricanes I've experienced in Miami. But man, like, y'all know how it is. I keep a rolling supply of up-to-date canned goods and canned fruits, snacks, water bottles, candles, power boxes with solar panel charging. Man, you name it, I ain't gonna lie. I probably got it. Except for a grill. I mean, I had a I had one at my old place in Florida, but you know, I'm in Houston now and you can't really have a grill on the patio at this place. So that's that. But low key, I'm still getting one. After this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still getting one. And when things go bad, I'm going to just pop it out. Because I predict, ain't nobody going to be tripping. They got bigger problems than me trying to make my world famous omelets for breakfast on the mini grill. You feel me? Like if I'm the focus and we ain't got no power, 
we need new management. Period. Now, I'm not from here, so I don't know the full story, but unless these issues haven't been a thing until Hurricane Harvey hit, they are most certainly a thing now. Because what I had heard was, now, and y'all don't quote me, y'all don't quote me, because this could all be wrong, but what my man Fuzzy Slippers told me, Fuzzy Slippers, a.k.a. the streets, told me way back when, Houston was originally a damn swamp. That it originally wasn't meant for it to be the boom city that it is now. So much so that during the earlier days of citywide constructions, there was a call to increase the quality and the size of its original water pipes, right? And well, you know, at the time, the upgrades would cost nearly an additional $50 million. Back then, I'm sure that probably was a lot. And so it goes without saying, Houston leadership didn't really deem it necessary to make those additional adjustments. Here's the kicker. To make those changes now is hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions. On top of the traffic backlog this would create for years. Hell, it's already bad traffic in Houston. Needless to say, they probably should have went ahead and did it right. Of course, I only heard this. Don't be running your mouth out there telling my business. Now that I think about it, this whole thing sounds like an Eddie Teddy fact for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Shout out to Ed, though. He be lying. (laughs) That said, it's clear Houston and the rest of Texas simply isn't ready for these things. They just don't have the capabilities or the infrastructure in place to do anything about any of this. I mean, sure, the people could do more to be prepped with survival kits and stuff for, I guess, just in case situations, because you truthfully, you never know. But that's about as far as it gets with it being on the citizens. That's the outlier. Those people are the outlier that can actually afford to do that or can find the time and have the awareness to. Because you as a citizen pay your bills diligently every month as you are trusting that there are parameters in place to protect massive outages. Let me be clear, this falls completely on the public safety officials and natural disaster boards. These are the people that need to have the light shined on them during these dark times. Like the Texas Electric Grid called the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, ERCOT for short. President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the Federal Power Act in 1935. Now, out in Texas, there were many independent Texas utility companies all throughout the state. So as a response to the Federal Power Act in 1935, in 1944, many independent Texas utilities throughout the entire state joined together to form the Texas Interconnected System. One of the reasons they joined together is because they shared the same priority, staying out the reach a federal regulation. By the way, that is a theme in Texas. Don't nobody not mess with federal regulations like Texas. <laughs> and they definitely fly the Texas flag way more than the U.S. Now, I'll let you believe what you believe as to why they didn't want to be regulated. ERCOT was formed in, I believe, 1970 after the major blackout in Northeast Texas back in 65. And I remember that because my mom 
always used to speak up about it when I was kids. And every time there was a blackout, she would always mention, oh, remember the New York blackout? And remember the Texas blackout? And I'm like, no, no, I don't. No, I I wasn't there. You weren't there either. So yeah, ERCOT was formed in 1970 by the organization of the same name, ERCOT. (laughs) Yo, hey, I guess, man, whatever. Creativity was not a must. Uh, By the way, this is an important fact, and I want everybody to remember this part. There are only three power grids throughout the entire United States. There's the Eastern Interconnection, the Western Interconnection, and ERCOT. So basically, Texas has its own power grid. One of the many reasons it's the number one power capital in the country. And avoiding federal regulations does have its pros. Like complete control over production, distribution, and in this case, stewardship over keeping up with industry standards and disaster prevention. What does that mean? Basically, in other words, some of the workers and equipment in this system is real ghetto, great value brandish. So in a country where there's the Eastern interconnection and the Western interconnection powering multiple homes across many state lines in Texas, all we got is ERCOT. Like it's ERCOT a bust. Now, I got to be honest, there are a few cases when ERCOT can access federal regulators throughout the U.S., both commercially and in emergencies, which was one of the reasons some of the power in Texas eventually would be restored. But by that time, people like myself all throughout Texas were without power for, what, 72 plus hours? And in many cases, without water as well. And why, you ask? Because Texas wasn't up to the latest regulations. Shocker. Experts also say many of the state's power generators failed because they weren't really properly equipped to handle that type of coal. So basically what they were saying is uh, some things, you know, you probably just need to get even if it ain't on sale. You know what I mean? Like, I know the great value dish detergent is like, 89 cents for a gallon but big dog you might as well just get the dawn just get the dawn you know what i'm saying or get whatever get something that works you know what i'm saying if you got to like clean it twice it might not be the one if you got to add something to the soap that you got yeah that ain't it texas tribune reporter reese oxner stated a texas tribune and pro publica investigation found out that hear this over the last decade Lawmakers and regulars, including Public Utility Commission and the Texas Railroad Commission, have reportedly ignored, dismissed, or watered down efforts needed to address weaknesses in the state's sprawling electric grid. But don't tell that to Governor Greg Abbott, who placed full blame on ERCOT alone, overlooking that the PUC is its overseer, or the fact that, you know, I mean, he kind of not really kind of basically straight up ignored to warn Texas that they would be without power and utility for days. But hey, maybe it's a theme. Maybe that's the way that you come into power in the state of Texas because let's not forget, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz decided 
you know what? I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to catch y'all boys a little bit later. Yeah, I'm out. I'm going to go ahead and head back to the crib. This man packed his tanning lotion and swim trunks and headed with his family to Cancun. <laughs> I mean, damn. The wealth, the privilege, the stupidity, the disregard. Luckily, it only took a social media bashing to convince this fool it was a bad idea to leave the state to avoid an impending snowstorm without making sure the citizens you are paid and sworn to protect are in a successful situation and have enough resources. Like, not a word. Not a word at all. This man said, hey, Jeffrey, charge up the jet. We getting the hell out of here. <laughs> Hey, he was like, pick somewhere warm. I don't care where it is. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I can understand the fear and making sure your family is safe. But I also understand doing your damn job and not sneaking off to a country across a border that you co-signed barricading behind the Cheetos stupid wall to begin with. Yeah, that's the weird part about this. And then lying to reporters that it wasn't really your fault. Your kids really wanted to go on a vacation. So that's why you cleared it like that? Of course your wife thought that was as silly as we do and had to correct the story. You out here lying on your babies. Come on, man. It's messy as hell out here and cold. So, yeah, it was a whole situation out here. Shout out to Trader Truth and the Relief Gang. Turkey Leg Hut, Lucille's, Mattress Mac, Houston Sauce Company, and everybody else that donated food, water, shelter, whatever communities needed. People here held themselves down. Especially because the communities most devastated were in black and brown neighborhoods. Shocker. So I had to make sure I say thank you for all that you guys have done. So yeah, back to my story. I get up, found out I lost power, but I had candles and everything. I had the house toasty. So for the first day, the first 24 hours, I was relatively good. Uh, it wasn't cold inside the house at all. I didn't have any power, didn't have anything to do, but I'm not one who normally gets bored with my own company i'll find something to do so i started counting spaces on top of the ceiling <laughs> then i got my uh, notepad out and started drawing hadn't been able to draw in a long time so i figured this is some good time to just catch up and do some diddling because you can't really use your laptop and say oh i'm gonna do some work how how stupid how for all you people oh i should have started the llc how 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 come on tell me tell me with no power Take a few steps back to go. You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. You ain't been doing the education, bro. You ain't been doing the education. Matter of fact, don't tell me because I know it's somebody out here who's like, well, if you trained a pigeon, you wouldn't have these problems because you could just send your application with the pigeon or you could send your ideas to your friend. Shut up. The interesting thing about when your power goes out, by the way, is when some power returns and you start looking out the window 
thinking it'll be you, but it ain't you. Or when some of the power returns to the businesses in the neighborhood. And so everybody goes out searching for food. Not me, though. No, sir. Not me. Again, I had everything I needed because one thing's for sure, two things for certain. When it snowed like how it snowed out there, oh, it's going to be black ice. It's going to be black ice. Y'all can slide, skate into that side wall if you want to. I'm going to go ahead and chill. I'm going to sit this one out, dog. I'm going to sit this one out. And sure enough, many car accidents have happened here in Houston because so many people weren't prepared for it. Another funny thing that I noticed about when your power goes out, when local restaurants get power back and everybody goes out scavenging for food, you start realizing the quality of what you eat goes way down. Shout out to everybody who can hold on to their diet throughout the entire storm rush. I feel bad for the people who are vegan or people who have not necessarily even vegans, but people who have specific diets. Because, bro, if McDonald's is the only thing that's open and they haven't gotten a new truck to drop off any salad in a while, for instance, you're stuck. It's out of here. It's over for you. You the first to go. You the first to go. Or if, I don't know, you lactose intolerant and the only thing that's open is a Dairy Queen and they fryer don't work. By the way, don't be eating fried foods from Dairy Queen. I'm just making a point here. Y'all really shouldn't be eating that. But say you got the ice cream from Dairy Queen. The fried machine don't work, so you can't get them chicken tenders that they be selling all the time. You can't get a burger, although you shouldn't be eating a burger. I said this a second ago. I, I think I need to say that again, just in case, because there's some of y'all out here who real nasty, real nasty. Yeah, buying pizza from KFC. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. But what happens when you lactose intolerant and the only place that's open is the damn ice cream shop? Remember, you ain't got no power and you ain't got no utilities. So whatever you do, unless you've ran some water and saved it prior to, oh, that's going to sit in the toilet, big dog. It's going to sit there. It's going to wait on you or it's going to wait on the next person who after you. And that's even worse. That's even worse. I say all that to say. I found myself at uh, Subway for the first time in like, what, a decade? (laughs) And Subway is still the same. It is still the same. Now, you can get something, I guess, relatively decently healthy out of Subway. So you don't have to. Some guy behind me got the meatball marinara. He just wilding. It ain't that cold. He ain't that hungry. You know what I'm saying? You could have just got the cold cut and you know, hope for the best, hope it don't tear you up, hope it wasn't left out too long or whatever. But the meatball marinara, you a, you a nasty dude, bro. You real nasty. You real nasty. You selfish too. You selfish. Anybody who eating wild and crazy like that, when the power in the utility is off, that's somebody I don't need. I don't need them on my cruise ship. Nope, nope, can't do it. The other thing you realize, or at least I realize, was how the mind works, how strong the human brain is. You see, the entire time throughout all these days, uh, it got pretty cold in the crib. I mean, that first day it was easy for me, but after that, like now looking back at it, 
Oh, it was freezing. In the moment, though, I was like, oh, it's not too cold. You know, I'm all right. I'm bundled up. I mean, I got on a damn coat inside, a sweater, you know, a shirt underneath. And I got, you know, a blanket wrapped around me. But besides that, <laughs> yo, I'm Gucci Poochie. I was ready to go. But what I learned was you can do one or two things when it's that cold. You can either get up and work out, which I did for a while, but you got to keep moving. If you keep moving, you're going to stay warm, but you got to keep moving because once you stop that sweat that you build up, oh, it's going to get chilly. It's going to get chilly and stupid. Now you cold and stank. Mm-mm, see, can't do that. Or the second option, you got to sit there. And when I mean sit there, I mean you can't move because your body going to produce some type of heat that's going to warm up whatever seat you in. You got to hold on to that seat. You got to be thorough with it. Man, you ain't never seen nobody grab their dog like I grabbed Onyx. Yeah, let me let me get let me get that uh that body warmed up out you, big dog. He had a whole little coat going on. Yeah, let me get that. Let me get that. Lay right up here on my chest. Let me get that from you. I don't ever sleep with Onyx. You know what? Come on here. Come on here. Lay on down with me, big dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when you learn how the mind is so powerful. Because it is only after that, after all of this, that I really sat down and was like, yo. My mind was just telling me I wasn't cold. If I set the AC right now to 40 degrees, bruh, (laughs) in the crib? Come on, man. Come on, man. My mind was just stopping me from being stupid because I'm typically stupid about some things. I will push the envelope a little too far. I've always been like that. And my mind was like, look, this fool, he going to have us frozen. He probably going to go outside because he want to play in the snow. Let's make it. Come on. Let's make him let's let's make him think it ain't that cold. So he can just sit on down. He don't want to experiment. Let's let's keep this boy settled. The MVP of the winter though was when Brooks brought that Popeyes though. That Popeyes worn from the job. Thank you. <laughs> hey, that boy, hey. Say what you want about Popeyes, but man, Popeyes has gotten me out many situations in life. Many situations in life. So yeah, this storm was, it was something different. But I'm glad I experienced it because now I know. Now I know how crazy it can get on several fronts here in Houston. And the world for that matter, because... I don't know if you need a bigger reminder than last year or the year before that. Global warming is real. Now to sports. Man. So how about Naomi Osaka, right? Like... What a way to kick off Women's History Month than to open it up. We're talking about how amazing of an athlete she is. She's looking to be the main headliner for women's tennis for, in my eyes, the foreseeable future. And I mean, she actually has the talent to do it. Some people would even say right now she's tops and she's just scratching her peak. And if that much wasn't clear before, it damn sure is now after winning the 2021 Australian Open. Naomi put the world on notice, making slight work over Jennifer Brady in 6-4 and 6-3 consecutive sets. Hey, 
That woman is on one hell of a tear. This win increased her streak to 21. 21, bro? 21? That's like, for all my dudes who hoop and play 21, y'all already know how hard it is to get 21. Because, you know, 0 to 5, you cool. Everybody laughing, kiki-keying it up. 5 to 10, it's like, oh, he's scoring. He actually playing. He's trying to get a sweat in. You know what I'm saying? 10 to what? I'll, I'll even say 10 to probably 20. People playing you a little rough. You're going to get a surprise here. And every time you check it out, it might be one guy, one annoying guy who always like, let me D up. Let me D up. But when you on point 20 and you about to score 21, oh, everybody playing defense, dog. Everybody playing defense. It's like the damn Avengers. People coming out of nowhere. People who wasn't even playing. People not even playing hustle when they playing defense. They just walking by like, oh, I got next. So imagine like a win streak to 21. You know how many times somebody had tried to step up and give her her best? And she's like, yo, you don't even play like this. This ain't even your game. Why you playing so hard? And still got the win? Come on, man. And it's her fourth major title win. In the last eight majors she's entered. Oh, man. 50% is one hell of a major win rate. You know how many people probably mad they got to go to work that day? A piece of me is like, all right, let's do it. Shit. You can win. I can win too. But the larger part of me is like, yeah, I'm straight, big sis. You got it. (laughs) Second place purse ain't really that bad. It ain't really that bad. But you know who it sucks for the most? Everybody who was hoping for one day when Serena wasn't so dominant. Boy, were they licking their chops. <laughs> Boy, were they licking their fingers. They had big plans. They had big plans. You know they cried in the car. That was their granddaddy chain. Imagine plotting on the throne for years and then boom, you skipped again. <laughs> Sheesh. Where was your antennas? Serena been dogging y'all for decades. For decades. And then all she does and slide to the side elegantly and gives the sticks up to another Serena. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Ha! Got he! Got Oh! Man. I can just imagine what it is. That's probably such a dope feeling. Shout out to Naomi for laying the smack down inside the lines and outside them too, by the way. We love you. Keep giving it your all and keep smacking these fools every time. Every time. Staying with tennis, by the way. On a less positive note. I'm going to just say it, man. I really hate how they do Serena. I really hate how, like, tennis treats Serena. This is the most decorated tennis player in history, bro. In history. And every time she does any little thing, it's a problem for people. Like, y'all that mad? Y'all couldn't beat her for years? So I guess towards the end, you want to take as many shots or stabs or paper cuts that you can until it creates a wound? You want to kick somebody while they down? After her loss to Osaka in the semifinals as she was leaving, Serena took a moment to indulge 
and give love back to the few fans that were in attendance. You can really tell that she took the moment in. That she was just thanking people for coming out and that she was, you know, sad that she lost. Losing is hard. <laughs> like, I don't know why people think that these athletes lose and they're just, oh, well, okay, next on to the next one. Yeah, I'm sure they think that overall, but in the moment of the loss, in the moment of the loss, you are thinking about all the moments you probably could have won. How it would feel to keep playing. How you want to keep playing so badly. Your mind ain't on the things that you're thinking is about, but what are the post-game reporters ask? They went straight to her retirement. You ungrateful, disloyal. What is the other lines Denzel said? You disloyal, fool-ass, made punk. You think you can do this to her? One of the greatest athletes of all time, man or woman? Period. Y'all went straight to her retirement just like you did after she had her child. By the way, she beat y'all pregnant. Come on, man. Do better. That's it. Just do better. Let her announce her own retirement if and whenever that happens. You can't be so focused on a new headline that you can't see. You know what? This ain't the time. This ain't the time. Let's just ask about the same questions. You know, what What do we think you probably can do better? Um, what are your plans for the next um, bout? Uh who do you think will win the title? Whatever. It's a million things you could have asked. The first question y'all asking is about her retirement, man. Y'all trying to get this lady to boot. And y'all don't treat them like that. Y'all don't ever treat them like that. Once we dominate a sport or we dominate some kind of field, y'all be so quick to give us the boot, to get us up out the paint. Meanwhile, Drew Brees over here, he can't throw 20 yards. And he out here pushing dog sleds. And y'all thinking, oh, Drew Brees might come. Like, nobody's telling him, hey, yo, big dog, it's time. Which I respect because if you a legend or you a goat or you great at something, you should decide when it's time for you to walk away. So give that same respect to Serena. Give her that space so she can come to that answer on her own. It's already hard enough being a woman, bro. Then being a mother and a wife outside of tennis, she probably got a million reasons why she probably doesn't want to do this anymore. But it ain't up to you to decide what that reason is. So sit back, have some chips, and vibe. Let her come to a conclusion on her own. Damn. Y'all be messing up the vibe, bro. In the NFL, there was recently a video that went viral involving quarterback Cam Newton and a camper at one of his youth football league training camps, I believe. If you haven't seen the clip, go ahead, check it out. I'll wait. You ask, you're a free agent. You're a free agent, Rich. You're a free agent. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're about to be poor. I'm rich. You're a free agent. No, no, ain't no disrespect. You know, if you want some attention, I'm gonna give you some attention. The right way, bro. The right way. When do y'all play? We play tomorrow. What was our record today then? One and two. 
No, two and two and one. What did you do? <laughs> no, I, I, I wasn't able to see because y'all was two. Cameras on me. All right, bro. All what did he do, man? Does he play? He got speed. He got speed. No, he's playing. He's yeah, speed. Yeah. Oh. Huh? You going to see. Nah, you ain't, don't act shy. You nah, bro. Don't <laughs> act shy. I see them right here. Yeah, I'm going to see. I couldn't see today. You going to watch YouTube. Bro, you watch YouTube. I know you do. You going to watch that. No, 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 no. No, stop. Stop. What you do? No, I'm really trying to ask you. I'm trying to see, like, what you do. We do that shit for real, though. I'm like. We rep that 215. 205? 215. 215. Okay, cool. Bro. I'm just like, <laughs> please don't be one-dimensional. Like, like, you said something to me, then I go, I'm really trying to talk to you. I'm not trying to, like, crack no jokes. I'm just really trying to ask a simple question. Bro. I'm sorry. It's, it's your fault why everybody's looking, but I'm really just trying to ask a question. But you never said what you did. You said you're going to see. No, of course, because it's no disrespect. I promise you it's no disrespect. I get that. I get that. But I'm just Right? This is the coach of Coach. Coach. We squashed it. No, we good. I, I was literally, I was I, know, I, lo I love that. I love that. I'm trying to break the monotony. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just trying to talk to him. He think I'm trying to talk to him. I'm just got to, I'm focusing on you. I'll get my back. Thank you, sir. Congratulations. But y'all don't play no more today. Are you good? I'll see y'all in a little bit. Y'all play us next? All right, y'all girl, younger team dude. Play the, not a younger team, but a younger guy. The 18, y'all 18. Okay, so now that you're back, let's get this over with quickly. Uh, Cam isn't wrong here. Let me repeat that again. Cam isn't wrong here. Cam is not wrong. What that kid did was what a lot of Jits do at that age. You don't know what you don't know. In a moment where this kid was joking and cutting up for clout, I'm sure to him, it looked like all his friends were laughing. You know, all his friends were laughing with him. They was having a good old time. You was really sticking it to the adults. But if he looked a, a bit beyond the wisdom that youth lacks, he probably see them kids were chuckling, but they were shocked that you were saying what you were saying and who you were saying it to. Because none of us could believe it watching it. In case people forget, Cam Newton was a number one overall draft pick in the 2011 draft. He was also an NFL MVP with little to no top tier receivers outside of tight end Greg Olson. He's a three-time Pro Bowler and the man got to a Super Bowl. And that's supposed to be ass? Damn, Greg's a tough out here these days. I can only wonder what I am in the grand scheme of success then if that's ass. If a three-time Pro Bowler... Super Bowl contender, former NFL MVP, first round draft pick, national championship winner in college with just one year under his belt. If he's ass, what the hell does that make me? But that's like that old adage, but children can be cut throat, especially the ones that start to smell their own funk. And I know this because, I mean, I was just like that. I mean, I wasn't out here battling world-class athletes or nothing, but I had a sharp tongue too when it came to some of you teachers or other adults in the neighborhood. And honestly, man, it's all pride and hurt feelings. That combo be having you so amped up, man, you feel like you could challenge the world in your head. But I hope you come back to reality soon because, man, 
when your mama and your daddy see this video. I know there's going to be quite an interesting chat at the crib. And you know how I know? Because less than 24 hours later, he sent out a long apology message to Cam Newton. Now, some people would say that was him being pressured by social media. Maybe. At that age, it was his mom and daddy. Yep, that's what it was. You already know what time it is. You already know what time it is. If you don't get on there and apologize to that man right now, I'm taking that phone, that PS4 or PS5 or whatever you got. Them shoes, you're going to sit in the corner, look at the wall and read upside down backwards. My mom would never let me live this down like ever. I can hear her now telling me that you deal with your friends how you see fit, but don't leave this house disrespecting no grown folk and embarrassing me, boy. You hear me? And did I ever? <laughs> did I ever? Ten folk. <laughs> Over and out. I knew what time it was. I was definitely that kid who would cut up, say whatever I needed to say to the teacher, let my piece off. And they say, well, I'm just going to have to call your mother, Miss Eberhardt. And it's like, yo, chill, 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 chill. You know how it is when you get in trouble at school, you done been cutting up and they call your parent. And so now you're like, man, y'all got to stop messing with me, man. Y'all got to, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be good. Y'all always distracting me. You trying to fight with your friends. You've been extra helpful organizing all the chairs sweeping in the class you didn't even know what a broom was but you out here sweeping in the class you trying to sharpen everybody pencils you calling your teacher miss johnson you was rude earlier calling her jackie now she miss johnson yeah yeah it's coming it's coming and then of course at the end of the day you say uh you know miss johnson i was just hoping you know maybe that we could you know patch this over with and we don't have to involve my mother Big dog, your mother been involved since like 11 a.m. this morning. It is 4.30. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Now, I saw earlier people wanted to say, oh, he was just trolling. It was just a joke. He was just cracking around with his friends. People here take things so seriously. Y'all got to take life so serious. It's not that big of a deal. He was just joking. And... Cam is not his peer. Cam is not his peer. Not in age. Not in stature. Not in success. Not in any form. You see, if you skip to page 67, chapter 3, in the Black Business Bylaws, it says, and I quote, Thy child shall stayeth, and thy child's placeth. <laughs> it ain't that hard. And Cam wasn't brutal to the kid or triggered. He did what an adult does. Let me talk to your daddy. Where's your old boy, young man? We got to have a little chit chat. Because what the last thing I'm going to do is be here going back and forth with a child. I see what you're trying to do. I'm grown, though. So if you feel like this is funny, if you feel like this is the moment what you want, good for you. I need to talk to your father, though. And it's only with maturity that one understands that which is why i'm not super hard on the kid for messing up but kids do stupid things that's like a part of growing up kids do stupid things but that didn't stop people from being mad at cam in this even in the second clip that did a much better job at painting the scene you see cam genuinely was trying to help the kid him saying but i'm rich 
I'm rich wasn't a I'm rich you poor shut up little kid it was a you're what 13 saying I'm a bum and I'm ass but I'm rich my family won't ever have to struggle again I got to where only 1% of athletes get to go and even beyond that to the Super Bowl I was one of the most successful talents that ever played in this game ever period Oh, and I got paid wonderfully for it because that was the goal for him. You don't know what you don't know. He didn't let it go on forever and he made sure the coaches know it was okay when they tried to intervene and tried to, you know, chastise the kid a little bit because they probably felt a little bit embarrassed of how hard that kid was going. But that was only after Cam made sure to let this kid know all this energy, all this attention that this thing has garnered is because of you, bruh. I was trying to help you, but you went off on me and now the eyes are on you. Do you see how quickly this can change? But you're going to be all right. It was a teachable moment. People also don't realize that there was another video that showed Cam to the side talking to the kid. It wasn't like when, <laughs> and this fool is just silly, but when Meek Mill pulled up at the light and gave like, what, five kids? I think he gave them like, what, $10? And it was like five kids. And it's like, bruh, come on, man. That's a flex. On kids, dog, $20. $20. Come on, big dog. And then told him, you know, to not reach or don't touch his car. <laughs> this ain't that moment with Cam, man. And I'm sure the kid will learn from it. It ain't a big deal just yet because he's still really young. But it was a great lesson to be learned. Much better in youth than in adulthood. Because sometimes you can overdose on the juice. As for the NBA, um, there was always going to be an all-star game. I mean, what did you expect? It's unfortunate and makes little to no sense to do this outside of the financial considerations. And that's exactly why they're having it, financial considerations. So there's not really much to talk about on that subject. I mean, so we ain't finna just be talking about things we already know the answer to. Actually, before I go though, Shout out to one of my favorite players in the league right now, Zach Levi. That brother is finally in the All-Star game. Salutes to him. He is having one hell of a year. Like one hell of a year. This fool is averaging 28.7 points, 5 assists on 3.6 three-pointers a night. And what's even crazier is how good he's shooting. 52.4 from the field, 44.2 from the three, 85.7 from the free throw line. Come on, man. Salute to this dude for getting in there. I ain't going to sit up here and talk about who was a snub for the All-Star game because, I mean, honestly, there's snubs every year. They only got, what, 13 spots? Like, give it a rest. That already, that, that, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Look, man, if you're playing Bethusel, you're probably not going to make it. It don't matter. You have to average 100. 
and you're probably still not going to make it as a starter in the all-star game. You want to get the votes? You go to big cities. This is what happens every time. You don't believe me? Ask Alice Caruso. Alice Caruso has just signed a long-term deal with Anta Footwear. Now, it's an Asian company, but that don't matter. It's an endorsement deal for a guy who on any other team besides the Lakers not getting that endorsement deal. That's the effect of big markets. That's the effect of big markets. That's also why I hope the Charlotte Hornets are aware that LaMelo Ball ain't staying in Charlotte. <laughs> hey, man, enjoy what y'all getting. Now that boy is turning up. He hooping like he been knew he was the best ball brother, which he been knew and been said. I mean, all the ball family members said that. But y'all better enjoy it because, boy, when he gone, he gone. Ain't no way he's staying. Ain't no way he's staying in Charlotte. That boy coming right back to the crib. He going back to Cali or somewhere that's popping because it damn sure ain't Charlotte. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, but it damn sure ain't Charlotte. Shout out to Brandon Ingram, hooping out here. He dropped a quotable last week where he was saying uh, playing with Zion is uh, amazing. He's never played with anybody that was as good as him. That's wildly out of pocket. Because <laughs> Brandon Ingram played with LeBron James. Unless he means, you know, him and Zion are the same because they both are, you know, not better than LeBron. Then, okay, well, I could get that. You know, I could get that. But anything else is out of pocket. It's real out of pocket. By the way, I'm not sure y'all heard, but uh, Victor Oladipo turned down a two-year, $45.2 million contract extension from the Rockets. Immediately after that, they had a 49-point loss to Memphis. And John Wall said, this shit is ass. Terrible. (laughs) I know James Harden laughing inside because he tried to tell them, this team sucks, man. I know y'all think y'all can get together and because I'm here, we're going to be good and we're going to just figure it out. No, man, I've been here like nine years. this, This team sucks. This team says we don't have no center. We ain't got nothing going on. We don't we don't lost nine straight. Nah, I'm out of here, big dog. I'm out of here. I'ma see y'all boys in Brooklyn. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. If you let Russ go instead of improving his line, let me be very clear. You deserve whatever happens. You deserve whatever happens. I'm just keeping it a buck with you. You better get everything you can back. Because if Russ leaves, y'all going back to the projects. Yeah, yeah, y'all going back to the projects. Ain't no condos. Ain't no downtown loft pads. No, you going back to the sticks and the bricks. (laughs) You going back to the small efficiencies, big dog. I don't know what's wrong with you. And when will Pete Carroll catch some heat about this? Sneaky Pete be so fiery and upbeat during the highs. At what point do we start looking at him during the lows? What point do we start, you know, looking at the top level solutions? 
when do we start looking at management? And I'm no Dallas Cowboys fan, but I'm gonna keep it bug with you. If if Russ lies to Dallas, is 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 the NFC East is done. Y'all ain't really got nothing anyways going on. Y'all can say, oh, we gonna play. We'll have to see. We have to see. No, we see now. We see now. We see now. Losing records, getting into the play. We see now. Enough. We've seen enough. That's right. We've seen enough. I can't stand the Cowboys. But I'll have to be honest. If they get Russell Wilson, because for whatever reason, they won't sign Dak. So if they get Russ, barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken. And we finna get a Fire Sierra album. Because she in Dallas now. Big city. We finna get something. Seattle is cool. Seattle is cool. You know, it's cool. It's cool. It ain't Texas, though. It ain't Florida. It ain't Cali. Like, you know, I mean, it ain't a lot of places. You feel me? And it rained way too much there. Y'all setting yourselves up for a big okie doke failure. Also, speaking of the management, top management, yeah, uh, free Deshaun, bro. Free Deshaun. It's time. It's time, Houston. Let that man slide to the crib. Fins. Miami Dolphins, it's time to not pump fake. If Deshaun is truly on the table, only if he's truly, but if he is truly on the table, y'all need to form a meeting and let everybody on the whole team know. Everything must go. Maybe even you. Yeah. <laughs> we, we missed on Russ twice. Twice. I'll be damned. The man listed the fins as a place that he would like to go come on man i understand too is he possibly gonna be good he's possibly gonna be okay we know deshaun is okay we know deshaun is good this ain't that difficult to understand so yeah i'm about to go ahead and get on up out of here but before i slide i got some random thoughts or notes that i had been uh waiting to drop well, I wouldn't say waiting, but, you know, I just had them in the pad and figured, you know what, these are some things I'm thinking about, so why not tell y'all about them? This is what this is. This is a relationship that we got going on. We have to listen to each other. Good communication skills. So here we go. The first, looks like Tanahisi Coates will be writing the next Superman film and J.J. Abrams will produce it. This is low-key a very shrewd move by DC Comics to get the Marvel guy. And I'm using quotation fingers, by the way. But to get the Marvel guy, who's also so much more than the Marvel guy, onto DC as a writer is pretty interesting. For those that don't know, Tanahisi has already written a Black Panther and a Captain America series for Marvel Comics. And more recently, he received a special thanks credit on the Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and Black Panther. For them to put a name into the special thanks credit section on those three films mean you did something. You did something right. These are also three of the biggest Marvel films to release. DC need that love. Let's just keep it a buck. DC really does need that love. It would seem, and maybe we should, you know, knock on wood. But it seems like, and you ain't hear this from me. It seems like 
we may be heading down the path of a black Superman. Hey, <laughs> it's about to get real interesting. Y'all thought them dorks cut up about comic book and animated Miles Morales and Spider-Man? Y'all thought they were going to explode when the Little Mermaid added a little melanin? Man, ain't nothing going to get these folks more heated than telling them that an alien from another planet that chose to pretend to be a civilian part-time undercover as he worked saving the people of a fake city that was made to be based on daytime New York City is being replaced in a fictional film now with possibly a black man as Superman. I can't wait. (laughs) Hey, I cannot wait. I ain't always been on Superman's team. I ain't gonna hold you, you know what I'm saying? That ain't my boy. You know, I'm a Batman guy, to be completely honest with you. But boy, am I gonna be present for a few screenings. Boy, am I gonna be present. I just wanna see it live. I just gotta see it live. Two tickets, please. (laughs) Another random thought that crossed my mind a lot this week. I noticed a few instances where people were trying to cop some sneakers and in line, squabbles broke down. You know, fights happen. And I thought to myself, damn, people really will stand in the line for anything, huh? And I'm not directing this to the sneaker community, but seeing it made me say, whether it be shoes, doorbuster TV deals, or pre-sale concert tickets, people really would camp out, bro. Not me, not me, but people. I pay way too much for rent. Like, dog, as long as I'm paying rent, I'm going to be sleeping in the crib. That that is over. I camped one time for some sneakers. One time. I was, what, 16? No, sir. Never again. It is hella weird to be up that early next to a stranger for some shoes that they could just, you know, sell out a decent time or make enough of for everybody. Now, I'm going to get my kicks, but I'm going to go and get them another way. Because that ain't it. Not for me. Which leads me here. Back to the conversation about camping out. I ain't forget all y'all that camped out for that Popeye's chicken sandwich, big dog. I ain't forget that. Yeah. I synced it. I synced you. Now, don't get me wrong. (laughs) This isn't about the quality of the chicken sandwich. Nah, it it ain't about that at all. This is simply because it was a damn chicken sandwich. Y'all was outside sleeping overnight for a damn chicken sandwich, man. A $2.99 chicken sandwich. Come on, man. You <laughs> Look, they got us good with that one. Because now everybody got a damn chicken sandwich. Once the chicken sandwich made its way to Red Lobster, it was really over. It was really over. Y'all better stay safe out here. It's nasty outside. I'm telling y'all, it's nasty outside. But them red lobster biscuits, though. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey. Judge your mama, all right? (laughs) Them biscuits different. Them biscuits different. And I know I said that was my my last random thought, but okay. This one's the last random thought I wrote down. And I know y'all gonna feel this one. I know it. I know it. I I feel it in my my spirit. 
You ever be rapping or singing a song and in the lyrics they start listing names? And you ever be like, damn, dang, he say my name. <laughs> they ain't say my name. And you be sad as hell. Yo, imagine listening to all these names and uh, what they want by DMX. And damn, he ain't never say Tiffany. <laughs> Yo, I'd be a little heated. If I was a Tiffany, I'd be heated. That's all I'm saying. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's just like, come on now. You can't forget me. Now, Tavarius? Oh, ain't nobody ever making those song with a name like that in the lyrics. Never, never. <laughs> it's a little too choppy on the tongue. You know, nah, not Tavarius. That, that ain't happening. My shit sounds like some type of onomatopoeia. <laughs> my shit sounds like a piece of lab equipment Dr. Jenkins can you pass me a new Tavarius I'm going to go in for a deeper look name face ass <laughs> but I will say this I also do not envy you song namers either can you imagine in 2003 your name being Caroline I'm sure a lot of y'all were rightfully smacked for being out of pocket with that one Three Stacks made many Carolines choose violence that year. Or what about in the 90s? Being a dude named Tyrone. You know how many of your homies probably called you like, hey, uh, uh, my lady told me to call you. You think you can help me move some of this stuff this weekend? <laughs> hey, man, I didn't say this stuff was going to be funny, but I just be thinking about it like, yo, I would never want my name to be Tyrone. Or what, if, what about the people who who's born with names that don't match their description you know like uh what two-year-old montgomery like what <laughs> come on g montgomery maybe you can change that name when you know he gets 37 i don't know <laughs> like come on man or naming naming your child eustace why <laughs> why why did you give him that 88 year old man's name and if some of y'all name y'all daughters Lucy May, I'm going to have to call them folks and press charges. That's just way too old. So I'm minding my business on social media and I come across uh, a trending topic. Soldier Boy. Big Draco. The man needs no introduction. The things that he's done for hip-hop while goofy, also very innovative. But we're not about to get into that. We're about to get into why he's trending. So two days ago, I don't know who he was talking to, but you know when Big Draco drop a bar, the world stops. My boy said, rap is faker than WWE. A line many people have said uh, throughout the years, I'm pretty sure we've all heard many rappers refer to the game being faker than wrestling or people in just the general world saying the exact same thing. There's no personal diss attached to it. But if I was a wrestler, I won't lie, I probably would be a little in my feelings after a, a while. You start wondering like, yo, why does everybody keep thinking that we fake? Well, that answer is pretty simple. Is likely because it is. I mean, at least the storylines. I've always believed that the storylines were fake. And I mean, it's clear as day. 
they know the winner way before we do. But the action behind it, I've always been curious as to how those things get done. When I was younger, I used to think uh, people would get slammed through tables that were made from cardboard or something like that. Because it ain't no way I'm letting you slam me through a table. And for years, I would believe this, you know, 10, 11 years old, thinking, oh, yeah, I figured it out. And then I saw mankind fall from like a 16 foot cage into that table. It don't matter what kind of cardboard that is. That's 16 feet. That's 16 feet. Seen Shawn Michaels destroyed in Hell in a Cell matches. That's 20 feet. There's only so much faking that you can do. Can you imagine falling from a cage that high up with some guy who does look like a grim reaper throwing you off? And on your way down, you're like, man, I really hope they switch to the cardboard and that ain't wood, wood. But anywho, uh, Big Draco said the rap game is faking in WWE. Well, that caught the attention of a specific wrestler. Well, two for that matter. The first was a wrestler named T-Bar. I'm not sure. I don't watch it anymore. I'm just going off of what this man's social handle is. Uh, T-Bar Retribution. I'm looking at the picture of him. Seems like a guy, tall, muscular build guy. He chokeslams people. He also wears the same mask as Mankind did. I don't know. Whatever. Looks like a created player to me. But hey. If it works, it works. I don't watch it anymore, so I don't know what's popping and what's not. Shout outs to him. But he says, does the rap game take years off your life and leave you with countless injuries and debilitating pain? Oh, well, maybe just stick to super soaking holes or whatever it is you did 15 years ago. Sir, <laughs> you out of pocket. You out of pocket, sir. You out of pocket. First of all, rap definitely takes years off your life. Have you not seen the rappers who've died recently? <laughs> like, come on, man. Read the read the room. Read the room. And this isn't a laughing matter. It's just like you ridiculous to, to even think to say that sentence. I know you mad about it. And there's a route to go. But it ain't that one. They literally have a hip hop police that follows these guys around nonstop. And while that may not be physically as painful as getting a chair smashed into your face, I promise you, them search warrants are very real and you do not know what's going to happen when your car gets pulled over, whether you got something or you don't have something. So in this effort, I'm going to go ahead and get that round to soldier. Besides, Super Soaking These Hoes is a classic and it's probably bigger than anything Mr. T-Bar Retribution has done in his career so far. 15 years ago and he's still making an impact off of that come on man you gotta humble yourself man you gotta humble yourself you 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 know what i'm saying you can't be out here boxing with gods you can't be out here boxing with gods if you you know what i'm saying if you got short arms but there's more because when t-bar responded and this is when it gets funny. Like, I, I normally don't read these things out, but it is so ridiculous. I got to read it. I got to read it to you. I, I have to. I have to give you the play by play. 
because none other than the legend killer, the Viper, Mr. I Hear Voices in My Head, they talk to me, Randy Orton. Now, Randy Orton is an interesting character. Uh, again, back in the day when I used to watch this, I'm not going to lie. I used to root for my dog. I used to root for Randy Orton, even though his move would look a little too close to me uh, to the stunner. But maybe that's why I liked it. But the RKO got the job done and it became a meme sensation. It became a gift sensation. Uh, nothing like RKO and your girlfriend, your dog, uh, the rent lady. Um people at the ice cream shop whatever you can do you got to get an RKO in so Randy jumps in and piggybacks off a t-bar and says fake I dare this prick to step up he don't like movies consider us actors that do stunts without pads 200 days a year and don't when we get surgically repaired and come right back consider us a hundred times tougher than anyone you've come across ain't nothing but a ass dot 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 as what huh I mean I know you want to say it go ahead say it say it and I know I'm not crazy for wondering what he was thinking because all the comments underneath there were cracking me up everybody's like finish the line Randy people playing the say it clip (laughs) yo you gotta you gotta appreciate moments like this when Black Twitter finds the slight crevice. But it ain't gonna be too much slick talk. Cause my boy Big Draco gonna come back with that doo 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 doo. You feel me? He gonna come out, he he's shooting. Man come straight off the top rope. Do you know who the I am? I'll bring the real to wrestling. Don't play with me. Randy Orton. <laughs> Yo, I, 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 anywho, Randy Orton retorts to that and says, Crank that came out in 07. You had a hell of a year. Serious cash. Hats off to you, my dude. Here's the thing, though. I like rap. I bump that shit all day, whether it's Toonchi, Meek, Jay Z. But you call what I do to survive fake? Come to my world and say that. Dare ya. All right, a couple of things here. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's me, but I'm getting real. I have a lot of black friends vibes from this comment. I don't know, maybe it's me. Maybe I can be sensitive and being emotional right now, but I just get that. When I saw the, I bumped that shit all day, whether it's Toonchi, Meek, Jay-Z. By the way, he didn't spell Jay-Z out. So all you Jay-Z lovers, I know y'all mad because he didn't spell J-A-Y-Z or J-A-Y-Z. Or J-A-Y space Z. I know how y'all, you know what I'm saying? He's your paternal figure. So y'all might have to talk to him. He put J and Z. That's just lazy. Sean has done too much for the culture for you to just put J and Z. That's the first thing. Ain't nobody listening to Lil Wayne no more, dog. Unless it's the old Carters. Ain't nobody listening to Lil Wayne no more, big bro. I promise you. I promise you. And Meek... He is, you should not lynch anything you doing in life to Meek Mill. 
at any point. At any point. Right now, he is not the guy to go to. Unless you're one of those people who... I have black friends. But anywho, whatever. We'll continue. The man says, come to my world and say that. Sir, if he comes to your world, it'll be scripted. I think this is what he's also getting to. Like, I appreciate the back and forth. And you should respect, you know, your peers' careers. But at some point, you got to realize, come on now. Vince is going to see this as a money situation. You ain't going to just be beating on Soldier Boy. You might get an RKO here or there. But this ain't 1999 Raw's War where you're going to be, you know what I'm saying? Toe to toe smacking people around. But this is also why I appreciate Randy Orton. He plays a good heel. A heel is a bad person in wrestling for those that don't know. He's a great heel. And he knows what he's doing right here. He's setting up a future check for later on in the game. I ain't mad at no size and that. The only person who really bothered me was T-Bar. And a little bit of the comments that Randy been saying. But Randy ain't, ain't stupid. His career, you know, is cool. But a battle with Draco? Big Draco? Come on, man. That's what the people want to see. That's what the people want to see. And then Draco came back with one. If you mad because I spit facts, just say that. What you do is fake. And I stand on that. What I do is real. Come to your world. LOL. Welcome to Soldier World. The funny thing about this is I don't know what in Soldier's world is real or isn't real. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Randy retorts I don't know why they're going back at this I'm not even sure why I'm still reading these but it's entertaining so here it is you spin facts seems like all you've been spitting is the same mess you rap about nut whoa 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 big fella big fella (laughs) clear your throat my dog and be there enough talk back it up whoa 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 a little too spicy there a little too spicy there randy you might have to watch your mouth you gotta watch your mouth you gotta watch your mouth you're going too far now you're going too far see we was having fun earlier you got a little offended see now you can't rko with draco you feel me you can't rko with draco so you gotta move carefully Don't let all those pedigrees that Triple H gave you go to your head, man. They messing you up. You got to think this one out, big dog. You got to think this one out. Also, nobody calls you my dog. Nobody says that. That's that's not the slang. The, The slang is my G, my guy, my boy. But never my dog. Never. Y'all got to stop using our stuff, bro. Y'all really got to stop using our stuff, especially if you're going to be using it wrong. But just overall, you got to stop using our stuff. Come up with your own slang. We never took G-Willie. We never took, well, I'll be a... Like, come on now. And that's it that I had to report on, man, from that situation. They kept going, but I'm not going to keep reading that. It was stupid. 
but it was also very, very, very funny. It was very funny because out of all the rappers that have ever said WWE is fake, they chose to go against Big Draco, not knowing that Big Draco got the Draco on him. Round of applause for Big Draco. Round of applause for the heel that is Randy Orton. So y'all be safe, man. Protect yourselves. Uh, love each other. And if you need anything, don't call me. Peace.